0: Hello and welcome to Wild, Wealthy and Liberated, a sacred space that is co-created to deepen and expand your beingness in dismantling, deprogramming, relearning, rewilding, reclaiming your power so you can own your magic and share your medicine more freely. I'm Jasmine Hayden, your host and embodiment, love, wealth, and leadership mentor. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Wild, Wealthy, and Liberated with our very special guest, Melissa Moffitt, who is an incredible human being, healer, leader, teacher, mentor, and has had such a profound impact on my life personally. And I've had the honor to witness how many souls she's touched with her work and her magic and her medicine. So I'm really excited to talk today and get to dive into the heart and soul of what this work of wild, wealthy, and liberated, what that even means and how it applies to you and how you have become the human and the leader that you are with the unique journey and story that you were born into and then how you've created it for yourself outside of of what you were born into. So I'd love to give you some space to introduce yourself and share anything that you would like to with those of uh, the people who are listening.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for having me on your show. I'm super, I love talking to you and we talk like multiple times a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy we get to do this and um, hello to everyone tuning in. Yeah, I'm Melissa Moffitt and I am, a business coach and but also like I do a lot of other things incorporated into that. So I started off my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey as a meditation teacher and over time it evolved into more of a focus on our relationship with money, our relationship with business. First of all, based on my own journey because I was so, when I became an entrepreneur, I was so deeply triggered and felt unsafe with money, with having money, with not having money, mainly with not having money when I first got started and asking for money, selling things, uh, supporting myself, creating, being in my gift, all that kind of stuff. And I just started applying. I had been on a healing journey already at that point for a decade and I started applying these healing modalities to money to my business and my business grew pretty quickly and I've you know over the course of now almost five years I've done you know relatively well for myself and my business and I've had you know thousands of clients at this point and I yeah, it's just been this amazing process of uh, evolving into all of these different areas of how business and money touches our life. So that's the the short, simple version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I love that. I mean, one of the things that has drawn me so much to you and your work since I first was brought into your world was around the the way that you relate to money feeling like it's so wholesome and in integrity and in alignment with your values and also doing the best from what I can see of your ability to be in harmony with earth and with uh, other sentient beings that are, are non-human and using money in a way that is is medicine or that is healing for not only yourself, or but for how you're allowing it to steward out into the world. And so just speaking into the triggers of what kind of birthed that process for you or like the how intense, because I think this is so, so common in our world and especially in the kind of microcosm of the, the self-development industry or the business world of uh, money having so much charge and there being uh, just so much stickiness and heaviness that can be connected to money being able to be circulated in a way that is uh, that is giving and receiving from, from the heart. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, I'd love to just get a little bit into that journey of the shift for you between when it was really triggering and uh, how you witnessed yourself evolving into a relationship where it is now and how you might describe your relationship with money now. Um, So the kind of the before to the now with that particular, particular aspect of your work.
1: Yeah. Beautiful question. There's a lot here. I know. <laughs> um, there's a lot here. So I, I think I've always been, and I, I know that you resonate with this. I know that I'm sure your listeners kind of resonate with this, but there was just something about us growing up that were maybe a little more sensitive, introspective, um, you know, maybe come from a background of trauma. So we've been on a healing journey for a while, looking within, um, looking at our relationships with others, looking at our relationships with the earth, like just very introspective, right? And I, like many other 17 year olds, didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just did what people said. I was good at math and science and, you know, I'm from the southern United States, a very rural area of Tennessee, and I was just told multiple times to become an engineer. I was like, cool. I loved the environment. I grew up, I I always joke that I had more animal friends than like human friends, you know, like with the goats and friends with the cows. And I would just like go, literally my afternoons when I got home from school, I would just like hang out with the goats, you know? hours and just like talk to them you know (laughs) things like that and so I always had this deep love of nature and so I was looking at all the different types of engineering and there was you know environmental engineering so I was like cool I'll do that that sounds great and so I did that I went down that route and a couple of things happened one I got there's, there's a lot of really great sectors, especially like I live in Boulder, Colorado now. So there's a lot of really great projects in the environmental engineering field that are like making real progress. But where I lived in rural Tennessee, I didn't feel like that was the case. And a lot of the projects that I worked with, were working on, I actually felt like we're a complete waste of resources mm. and we doing anything to actually help the planet. We're just like kind of a smoke show of, mm. look, we're doing things and weren't actually helpful at all. And so I quickly got pretty jaded with that industry and also was feeling the, the, I started a meditation practice when I was about 19. And that started to open up my, my awareness. And I mean, simply put, I started to just think that there were other options and maybe I don't have to drain myself and, you know, hustle into the ground. And because that was, you know, the academic world was just freaking hustle, you know, work super hard. And I also I didn't notice at the time, but I had been in adrenal fatigue since I was probably about eight years old because of my experience of childhood trauma for so long. And so I was just on overdrive, doing something that other people told me to do, doing something that I did not feel like was actually doing anything valuable and feeling really just like, hopefully there was another option. And I, I, I was feeling disconnected from my creativity So I started writing and posting on social media. I always loved writing and I had been so like focused in this math and science realm that it felt really fun to just like be writing. And I basically was just like sharing stuff I was going through and then also started taking yoga and dance photography. And, and this is in the days of like, you take photos, you know, and Instagram, like you just take pictures and like write captions and things like that. And I started to grow a social media audience. And so by the time I finished a master's degree and started a job, I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this forever. And I had this like five-year plan that I was going to quit and become an entrepreneur. And I started to meet entrepreneurs, people, you know, teaching meditation, teaching yoga, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I lasted, I I didn't last five years in the field. I lasted five months. (laughs) And I quit my job cold turkey, moved home. And my dad was also going through some health things, so it was beneficial for him, beneficial for me, um, and that was one thing that really woke me up to how precious and, and short life is and impermanent. And I was like, I just can't wait anymore, and I I went for it. And so, to your to your question of how this evolved, it was like I at first I thought that I literally said to myself, I don't want to make more than my engineering salary because mm. I thought it would make me become a bad person. Mm. So, but then I, you know, I, I got into entrepreneurship and I was making like no money and it was scary. And I, my nervous system was extremely activated. I was waking up in the middle of the night, most nights feeling terrified of my future And so I started to look at my relationship with money, look at my relationship with business and do the internal work to clean that up because I I thought it was going to make me be a bad person, but at the same time, like I needed it and didn't have it. And yeah, it was just having all of these, you know, emotional and and fear-based responses around money. And as I did this work and my business grew and you know I got to the point where eventually my my salary right like my salary was is multiple six figures you know and and profit from the business and i feel so much more aligned with my values like there're I've, I've been able to just take care of myself better. I can take care of others better. I've been able to, you know, and this takes, there's a lot of privilege involved in this. There's a lot of nuance involved in this, but like, you know, I have been able to align my life in a way where it's like, I'm not driving a lot. I purchased a completely eco house um, being able to offer, you know, like partial scholarships in my business, being able to hire a team. And when they're like, I'm on my period, I'm like, cool, don't work today. You know, <laughs> like, oh, you're having a family issue. Cool. Don't work today. You know, like being able to like treat people and, and pay people the way that I would want to be treated. And it really feels like helping create a new way of doing business that allows for us to have more well-being to have more connection with the earth to have more connection with each other to not be having to feel like we have to choose between work and life but feel like that interconnectedness and yeah and I've also learned along the way that You know there's been times where I've had to catch myself because like I thought more money would you know it was truly like an ego thing right but I thought like if I hit these milestones or something then then I'll feel something else or then I'll be you know worthy or like as a business coach I have to prove myself and all these kind of things and so it's also been a process of really you know continuing to look at myself and and Um, be humbled by life and and humble myself to to stay in alignment with like what actually is success and what is actually the point of making money. Money is not the goal. Money is especially after like after your thresholds of your needs are met, more money isn't going to equal more fulfillment unless you're using that money as a a tool. And I know we hear this all the time, right? Because it's, it's true. If we're using this money as a tool with the intention of love to impact others and to, you know, and also support ourselves because we're the channel for this, um, this creation process, then that's what it has to be. But when we start to get into, more attachments or ego things, or how we look, or all these kind of things, and we need to, to check back ourselves. So mm-hmm. that's my answer.
0: <laughs> Such a juicy answer, it's so <laughs> deep. <laughs> yeah, mm. <sighs> one of the things that was showing up for me as you were speaking, uh, is how there are so many different ways that we can use money as a tool for good and there are also the very real uh, inequalities that we can have impact over over shifting and changing and then the things that are, you know, obviously beyond our, our control as any individual but we're a part of a movement of creating, you know, more good, more healing, more access for people who would otherwise not have the ability to be to receive service in, in any in any kind of way. But because we're both, you know, service workers and we're in this this kind of of world where energy healing and like spiritual transformation and holding space for the the kinds of things that can change people's lives forever it makes me curious around your relationship to privilege and power when it comes to higher levels of income and higher levels of wealth uh, because I know that every person is so different and I I know I see some people who are, are really um, inspiring in their own unique ways and they, they have um, like a a love for materialism, you know, like spending, let's say like $10,000 on a purse or some things like that. And I personally used to have so much judgment around these things where I'm like, there's people who can't eat. And then I was like, oh wait, that's not actually, those things aren't mutually exclusive. And so that whole kind of uh, uh, way of, of feeling what abundance is, like the energy of more than enough, but also in Uh, in alignment with the values of, okay, this is where it feels good to be um, allowing money to flow, or this is where it feels good for holding money and allowing it to grow, or this is what feels good to be receiving. Just speaking more into those aspects as they relate to like the privilege to have those kinds of choices.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. So... You ask good questions. <laughs> so again, I'm like, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. I have like six answers. Um, So I think for me, so I'll speak to my experience. Everyone's experience is different, right? I'll speak to my experience. For me, it's really been a journey of, I have recognized within myself that Like you said, there's like people who, you know, are buying like the $10,000 purses or getting like a big mansion or something like that. I have just found in my life that I, I enjoy simplicity. Like I have gone through periods where I thought I wanted, where I was making a bunch of money and I was like, I want the fancy things. And then I get them and then I'm like, oh, I don't actually like this, (laughs) you know, so for me, I have just learned, and again, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't align with my values to buy a 10,000 foot mansion on the top of a hill, it just doesn't, I don't, it doesn't light me up, it doesn't, and I've, I've lived in, you know, places like that. And it just like, it was too much to take care of. It was like, it felt like kind of void and like, you know, too much space and things like that. And maybe that would shift over time. Like maybe I'll have six children. I don't know. Um, But I feel a sense of responsibility because I have learned in my experience that that's, the place where I actually find happiness. It's not the external things. It's not the fancy stuff. It's nice. I enjoy it. Like I have like this really nice couch that I love that was like (laughs) $5,000. I love that. I like freaking love that couch. You know what I mean? But like, it's so comfortable and it's so beautiful, but my practice is, can I be like, Again, there's nuance to this. My needs, after my needs being met, can I could I be just as happy making, you know, a fifth of what I am now as I am now making more? And I try for that answer to be yes and make decisions that are not just gonna uplift me, but uplift others in the earth as well. And that's, I've just learned that that's what makes me happy, you know? And I don't need a bunch of stuff and I don't need, and it's not about needing it or not, but like, I actually don't want it, you know, personally, because I'd rather... I would rather have less to take care of. I would rather have less of a footprint that makes me happier to feel that connection to others and to the earth. But again, like I have that ability right now to be able to choose that. Like I can go out and shop ego friendly, which oftentimes is more expensive, like buying organic, buying locally from the farmer's market. So I think something that can happen is that there can be a bypassing when it comes to the business coaching world of like, oh, we'll just spend, you know, three hours in the morning doing your mindset work. And it's like, well, if you are a single mother who is working three jobs to feed your children and comes from... You know, and doesn't have like, oh, I can just call my parents and ask for a thousand dollars if I'm like not making it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. then that's an extremely different experience. Is it and so I think something that I also am interested in is how can we bridge these these worlds. And I think something that can happen is like people in this space can try to like transcend or, or like kind of opt out of being connected to thinking about poverty to Mm -hmm. looking at like the destruction of the earth and just kind of be like, well, I have love in my heart. Mm -hmm. And like, that's true, but like, are your actions aligning with that? Mm -hmm. You know, are the things that you're purchasing aligning with that? Are the ways that you're spending your money aligning with that? Because it's not just what you do in the spiritual realm. It's like what you actually do here right now in, in the material world too. And that's another thing that drives me is, is really sitting. We were talking about this in um, on the... Uh, abundance beyond conference speaker panel there's a practice called Tong Lin that waylon lewis brought up and that's one of my daily practices is sitting and really actually letting in and thinking about the suffering of the world the people who are deeply hurting deeply sick um deep in poverty you know like and i i want that to be something that influences my choices and how I'm spending money and how I'm relating to the world. And, and it's a big, it's a big, (sighs) there's a lot there, right? So it's just like also having compassion with myself of like doing my best, like not going into like activism fatigue or you know, um, feeling like taking care of myself and my own abundance and my own joy and freedom have to be conflicting with wanting to love others. But seeing that also by filling my cup, it's going to enable me to be more of a support resource you know, aligning my values and my actions with that circulation and regeneration for for all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so beautifully sad.
1: And I fuck it up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the realness I of it. In,
1: I'm like, how did I
0: <laughs> buy <it up? laughs> and I fuck it up (laughs) (laughs) and I am human and I make the mistakes (laughs) which is actually I didn't I was wanting to like go more into this I was like wow there's so much here but now that I'm like thinking about fucking up it has me wanting to to get into like yeah about fucking up about like the fucking up of of having having the intentions you know, to to be regenerative in, in business and in lifestyle and to be of highest service and to, you know, work uh, internally so that it's externally represented in actions and behaviors and in treatment and things like this. And then just the, the journey and the hardship and the struggles that come with every, you know, as much as I like to stay away from hierarchy, I also use the whole level up language of like every level up in our own self-leadership and in the capacity to lead others or in uh, just being of service in general. And then like the kind of incongruity that might happen during different points where things are like, oh, that wasn't it or like that, that, that didn't feel like it was right. And the, the spiritual journey of that too, of like the ego deaths that come with realizing the mistakes or when things, you know, uh, they weren't in, in, in right relationship or or whatnot. So yeah, let's just open, open that up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think again, it's not about, there was a period in my life and I, I, I see this reflected in people where there's this idea that we're going to somehow transcend suffering, Yeah. you know, there, and a lot of times, people will think that on a collective level, but I think more so people who are in that mindset are thinking it on like kind of a personal level where they're like, I'm just going to remove myself and I'm going to transcend suffering. And I've watched these people and I've had experience of of that too. But when someone's like really attached to that being their reality, eventually they have some sort of big fall, like some shit goes down and they're like, Oh, still human. Wow. wow, wow." (laughs) wow, something is happening. Um, And so for me, it's really been, you know, personally, it's been a journey of embracing my imperfections and being okay with making mistakes and self-compassion and shit being hard sometimes and shit being scary sometimes and really learning how to create... Internal stability and internal rootedness, groundedness amongst periods of like where I, you know, either I've made a mistake and suddenly I'm reaping the the uh I'm thinking of that pug that like is going down the slide who's like I regret this decision immediately. You know what I'm talking about? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, in those moments, right? And the more I've been an entrepreneur, the more I'm just like, oh, like, shit goes down in my business. Like some, it, it, like, some things work amazingly and some things I'm like, wow, I just spent a ton of money and put so much energy into this and my expectations weren't met, right? So like, not having a ton of pressurized expectations on myself to Mm -hmm. be some sort of like, like, yes, I'm trying to align with my values. Yes. I'm trying to like be a good person, but I'm also like, I'm not fucking Superman. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be like a savior. I'm not trying to like pedestal myself for myself or for others. Um, Just being okay with being human and being, and, and really sitting with, how those mistakes can be turned into wisdom, how our pain and suffering can be turned into love, um, how it can be a source of healing for ourselves and others. So I've actually had this shift over the years of really, you know, like I'm, you know this, I'm going through a pretty challenging period in my life of like, there's like all this like chaos outside of me right now and I have just been like using it as fuel to be like hmm what am I learning from this how can I stay like even more committed to my practices so that I can stay really grounded Um, and how can I bring the awareness of others onto this journey with me like how is this gonna impact my ability to give and also my ability to receive as well. And like seeing that receiving at, like I feel like receiving is an act of service too. You know, like my Mm. friends who have been supporting me, my family who has been supporting me through all the things, like all the other resources. It's just like seeing that interconnectedness with life and being just as much honoring our mistakes, our obstacles, our fears, our pain, as we do pleasure and and joy and abundance and all of those things, letting them become in in Buddhism, they talk about it like being like one taste, like it like having a similar essence, like you can bring love. And wisdom and you can receive love and wisdom from both of those things. So can can I be, can I have like a mind of equanimity no matter what's happening externally? But then also like, yeah, letting myself learn from those things and not just be like, oh well, I'm just gonna push harder or I'm gonna like, you know, blame something outside of myself for that happening, like really trying to take responsibility for. When something doesn't feel in alignment, when I, you know, have gone off track and realized that I'm following ego instead of following love, which I do a, a lot, you know, I get, I get confused on that a lot. I catch myself being like, Oh, that wasn't it. Um, mm-hmm. and being, being quick to come back to, to what is true.
0: Mm-hmm one of the things that you were sharing uh it's so much in the vein of like of alchemy work which we've we've talked about in different respects of being able to to use you know suffering and pain to be uh bringing us into more love or more compassion or more care and also having, you know, the equanimity that you're talking about with honoring both of the spectrums of the the joy and the pleasure and the beauty of life and also, you know, the the hardship and, and what it is that it, it gives us or it offers us. And so it brings me into this uh space around like the the curiosity of the period. Cause I know for myself and I've shared these things with you, uh, I've gone through so many periods of like deep, deep suffering, <laughs> like, like where yeah. I just like, I'm like, holy shit, like deep suffering. Yeah. And I can like witness that and witness the parts of myself in my own journey where I felt like stuck in the suffering, um, or like attached to the suffering and then doing the spiritual work to, like, liberate myself from the stuckness within it and coming back into the other sensations and the other experiences and the full spectrum of of what there is to feel and to to live in, in this body, in this lifetime. And so just speaking into, like, liberation from suffering, knowing it is still a part of, of the journey. Like, we don't completely free ourselves of it, but we get to be on the path of liberating ourselves from it, you know, more... Or to the best of our ability, as we continue to to devote ourselves to whatever kind of work that we're doing. So, I'd love to hear from you around what your relationship to like liberation from suffering, and maybe if you'd like to share any specific stories or things that that come up is is, uh, as you know, um, that spark something around. Like when you experience yourself coming out of the suffering um, and and the the liberation of it and the journey of that being the path.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think that sometimes we will have periods that feel really heavy, right? That like either something's happening externally or maybe we're doing some deeper inner work that like our capacity has opened us up and made us available for. Um, so like a story of this is I had a period of time a couple of years ago that felt really like internally felt heavy externally. Things felt pretty good. Actually, my, my business was doing great. Like I was in like a very kind of like stable, like things were very stable. Like it wasn't a bunch of chaos in my life. Like there is right now. I'll get to that. I'll use that as an example too but I was doing a lot of deep inner work. And so, and trauma work, right. And like uncovering all of these like stuck emotions and tension in my body and really processing through that and feeling it, like having space to feel it. So it makes sense that I would have this period of time where I, what my body was experiencing and what my projection onto reality was, is like, things are really hard and heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Feeling the suffering, but really it was actually just like moving through my system. And it felt like it was going to be forever, but it wasn't. Um, and maybe I'll have another period of that in the future where like I'll have something else open up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's more heavy shit to work through. Um and then I think we can also have periods of time where maybe we have done a lot of clearing and And there's no timelines for these. There's no comparisons for these. Um, And I think, you know, you have to really intentionally, directly head on. If you're someone who's experienced trauma, if you're someone who, you know, or like an ancestral lineage of trauma, all of these kind of things, then it's, I think it's important to face it head on. But again, there's a lot of, you know, I was able to do that, In part, because one, I had the awareness of it. Two, I had the money for it. I had the time for it. Like I had resources. Um, I mean, I was doing, during this period of time, I was doing acupuncture. I was seeing a Tibetan medicine doctor. I was doing somatic therapy every single week. Like I was like pouring money into my healing. You know what I mean? So I just want to like say that as well. And, And then I had the space to like, you know, I would go to therapy on Thursday and then like literally do nothing on Friday and just like chill, you know what I mean? Um, where there's other periods of time where it's like, I feel like I'm in this season of life right now where, and again, I'm not implying that I'm like done with my healing or like I cleared it or some shit like that. But I'm I'm in a season where um, I'm feeling the fruits of of that work. And so a lot of things are shifting externally in my life that like actually are chaotic like like is it objectively I always get confused I literally did this the other day in a class it's <laughs> like,
0: subjective it, I think I, I don't think you can speak totally. subjectively I mean, I don't think you can speak objectively about yourself. I think that's kind of like the rule of how like Is that the the, point? the official like well, the t- feedback uh, I've
1: been receiving from people, like yeah. what I've been going through, and I'm I don't want to get into like the details of it. Yeah. But it's the kind of things that like like someone, one of my friends looked at me the other day and was like, "I don't, I literally don't know anyone who's gone through this." You know what I mean? It's like that kind of mm-hmm. level of of experience mm-hmm. and and. And through that, like, that's to say, like, it's actually like a really intense experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just like me feeling intense about an experience I'm having, like it's actually an intense experience, but I think because of the inner work I've been able to do, I I have been able to stay relatively really grounded through it. And, And again, like that's something that I feel about myself, but that's also feedback that I've received from people who are close to me, who, you know, know me and also like know Mm -hmm. inner work and all that kind of stuff. Like I've been able to stay grounded. I've been able to stay in trust where, you know, me of a couple of years ago would have been freaking the fuck out, Mm -hmm. honestly, just like terrified. And I definitely have moments of, that, but I now have like the tools and the capacity and my body has the, the processing ability to move things pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's really like, it's just like honoring those periods and knowing that it's, it's not, it's not forever. It might be years, But if you're like committed to it and doing it, I think it does eventually shift and you feel different. And a lot of times I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the growth or we look at growth in terms of external values, um, which is true, right? Like, yes, growth is like you've grown your business. That's freaking rad. You know, you grew your social media following, but I, I'm more interested now in how, how my body feels, my internal stability, my mind, my awareness, my love for others, and how I can focus on that. And then, yeah, and it feels like when i really focus on that everything else like kind of works itself out you know what i mean like sometimes it takes longer sometimes it feels like or it looks like things are falling apart or something like that but an example of this that i'll i'll use from my experience right now is that um like i was in a position where i needed a a place to live and like it it just you know like I won't (laughs) it's a long story but like I needed a place to live and it just like came together where like I I got to spend some time at a friend's house it's like on this beautiful freaking mountain like you know with like 40 acres and I'm like cool hang out here for a couple weeks and then and then a spot opened up at another friend's house who has a couple of like, there's like three people living here and I got to sublet and then like one of them is moving out. So I literally just get to like move in and it's this gorgeous spot. It's ridiculous. It's like, <sighs> like there's like this, like <laughs> I was telling one of my friends last night, I was like, there's like a fireplace in the, in my bedroom and like a jacuzzi pub and like I have a a balcony, like overlooking, you know, like one of the most iconic views in Colorado. And it just like came together. You know what I mean? Like I just stayed like really like, okay, I literally don't know where I'm going to live. And it, it just came and I just stayed in that trust and it just like, just came. And so yeah, letting, letting, Life kind of like deliver itself to you a little bit, you know. Does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that answer your question? I don't even remember what the question was because I was so entrenched in your in your share. I was
0: like, wow! I literally like my mind blanked on what the question was.
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> things like. You know, I've done a shit ton of trauma work in my own body. <laughs> oh, it
0: was and, about liberation. That was the question. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember now. You just took yeah. us on a journey. <laughs>
1: yeah, things feel really different. Like, I <laughs> feel more miraculous. Things feel easier, even when they're actually harder, you know? So yeah. Like, it's weird. I'm like, wait, actually, this is, like, one of the hardest things I've ever gone through, and I feel better than ever, you know? Yeah. It's just, like... <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 And it, it does speak to, like, a specific quality of liberation that I think is, like, really important. It's, like, when things can be seemingly or appear to be harder, how much more able to handle those circumstances in a way that it doesn't feel like it's, like, proportionate to what it is that's happening externally. Um, and when you're talking about, you know, this miraculous house warming i kind of want to call it or like room coming (laughs) it makes me think of all the times when like i was just like wow i'm shit fucked i don't know what's gonna happen here um like i really don't know what's gonna happen and i've had similar experiences with housing um and one of them you were a part of the journey with i was sharing this with you last year when i was in peru and i had my wallet stolen and this was like one of the first times we really connected deeply where I had my wallet stolen and I wasn't able to pay for the place that I was currently going to be staying with because it, they only accepted cash and it was this whole ordeal. And I, it was just a, a really crazy time where I was at like the most peace I think I had ever been with given the circumstances of like, wow, like everything is going to work out better than I can imagine. Like, yeah. like I feel totally like okay with what's going on right now my my wallet was I was probably in shock too but I was like my wallet was just stolen like literally hours ago and like I know I know something good's coming like and it's crazy because like what actually ended up unfolding the month later was crazy miraculous like so when it felt like it was like one of like the lows of like everything is falling apart I don't have any idea what's gonna happen but I'm like I felt the most trusting I had probably felt up until that point of whatever was going to happen afterward. And then things beyond my imagination started to unfold in my reality. And it was just so beautiful. And so it gets me excited to talk about like magic, (laughs) about magic with you. (laughs) Like the magic of life surprising you and and how you've experienced that.
1: (laughs) I mean... I've experienced it so much at this point. Or maybe like the
0: most magical, maybe.
1: The most magical. Gosh.
0: It's it's hard. hard. Maybe not.
1: Yeah, it's like I think it becomes like over time it can become a way of life. Like when you expand your capacity to feel through like the trauma you've experienced, the pain, the suffering, it also opens up your capacity to just like be in deep trust, deep love, deep connection and life just shows up for you and you can when you're acting from more love because you're you've been able to open up to it's already there right it's just like cover up right like we have like these like obscurations to our natural state which is love that come from us experiencing trauma or you know beliefs that have been passed down or all these kind of things you know disconnection from nature um all of that it just like I truly believe in karma and I, what I've experienced is that the more that I can align myself with love for myself for others, for the planet, life just, it just shows up for me. Like <laughs> good. You know what I mean? Like better. And, um, and I mean, this was an example, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was displaced from my home and what became available for me was this stunning mountain refuge with like some of my best friends. Like, okay. Like it just like came together in literally perfect timing. Like it doesn't make sense. And I've had so many experiences like that with like, you know, clients coming through with meeting people with my own creativity with like, and it's not just like these big things. I think if we can have a practice of like I'm like looking around my space right now and just like letting myself feel into the sensation of like this now moment. Look, there's like an orchid over there. It's like, fuck, that's beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like it, if we can just see the simplest things as so stunning, as so incredible, as, and I think something that's helped me do this too is thinking about death a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm meditating on death a lot that's Mm -hmm. something that I've done for a long time and I've had like some experiences around death that have you know made it feel really real and just feeling how precious and majestic life can be and really being in awe of humans and um and having having you know like our heart open and compassion for um you know, the pain, the anger, the suffering, the war, the the famine. Um, and then also seeing, like, I think it just opens us up. To, and this is coming from someone, you all, I will say, I used to be someone who, like, before I started my healing journey, I had a period of time where I literally, like, hated myself and, like, hated other people. Like, that was my mm. life experience. I was very I did not out. know
0: this about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I had, like, suicidal thoughts and things like that that's how much in a state but it was for my pain you know what I mean mm-hmm. like my anger was from my pain and um so yeah this isn't something that came naturally to me where I'm just like <laughs> just look at it. orchid. it's so beautiful <laughs> I mean like this is something I had to develop and I just so at this point I just so deeply trust life and and not all the time right but like I, it's not that I just like trust life. I've developed the understanding of how to trust life. and that's just compounded. and so my my default state is just much more, there's so much support in my life. There's so much beauty in my life. There's so much deep connection in my life. People are vulnerable with me. people trust me. I trust people. Like I have deep connections with women in my life my relationship with my family, which this didn't also used to be the case. Like I have a beautiful connection with my parents, with my brother. Um, And it's just been from like, simply put expanding that capacity for loving ourselves, loving others, loving life. And I don't know, things just like work out, you know, better than I could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what, like, when I, like, you know, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, hmm, I don't know where I will stay tonight, <laughs> you know, like, that kind of deal. It's just, like, let's see what happens at that point. And things just come through. And mm-hmm. it just works. It just works. It just works. <laughs> Mic drop. It just works.
0: That's it. It just works. It just works. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Yeah. Uh, I feel you. And I'm like, I, I have so much resonance with you. You're such a deep soul sister. There's so much so many reflections in our journey that like I think when when we open ourselves to sharing the kind of intimacy and vulnerability around the like where we came from to where we are now, I think it just creates so much space for for us not only to be reminded of how far we've come but for other people of course to see what's possible and so i just i really appreciate you sharing you know the darkness and the heaviness of where you were finding yourself in in the beginnings of your your awakening process or your healing process and how you've cultivated you know, the life that you live now and, and the devotion and the work that it's taken to be there because it's it's just such a deep reflection for me around, you know, just how drastically we can continue to transform our lives and our reality. And I think that in the world of, of conscious leadership, when we're talking about leading others. We're also so much, we're talking about how we're leading ourselves and it's like creating these new ways to lead ourselves into the life that is, is unfolding before us when we don't yet necessarily know what it, what it even might hold so and this is what it is like this is that is holding you know and like 10 years ago me 10 years ago you probably had no idea that this is where we would end up landing like i sure as hell did it and and we like three months ago yeah like three months ago two months ago like one week ago we're talking about all of these timelines being collapsed um uh just yeah from from being in the trauma world and And also going through my experiences of um, just really intense like despair and like how I have seen you and people like who hold themselves as powerfully as they do like yourself, like are able to bring so much light into that into the darkness of ourselves and then let that be the reflection for for others it's it's so needed and it's so valued and i'm just so grateful to to be in this conversation with you and for you to get to to share it with the world <laughs> i'm like having a little like geek out moment cuz i just adore you and also it's just it's really deep medicine for me too and i think for the listeners because it's like this is this is the work it's like it's seeing all of these aspects of where we have found ourselves and what we can continue to step into with you know, the, the practices and the inner work and also just like the, the heart and the soul of like, this is what I came here to do. This is who I came here to be. And I'm still discovering it and I'm still fucking up. And, you know, I'm still human through the messiness of it all. So (laughs) it's a really like, it's a humbling empowerment that I think we, we need when there is, you know, social media and i mean with ai now becoming what it is and virtual reality just distorting our perceptions of of ourselves and of each other and the way that the ego can go into comparing and things like this i just it's so good to have the realness of what it means to be where you're at and what you're navigating so thank you for sharing <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I appreciate it, and I, you know, I feel all those things about you as well. I think you're just an incredible human sister and leader, all of the pieces, and for everyone listening, I'm going to be interviewing Jasmine on my podcast. It'll be a couple weeks. It might, like, come out after this show, but just be aware of that Mm -hmm. and be out for it, because, yeah, you asked some really great questions, which... <laughs> I, I love when people bring like the the juicy questions. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we like, like it juicy. Like that. That's what you really want to ask me? <laughs> yeah. I love that. So I'm going to return the favor. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. So come come over and tune into that and hear you know your Jasmine get to be interviewed as well. and mm-hmm. follow. Jasmine, thank you. much for having me i appreciate it you're so welcome thank you for being here i just want to ask
0: one last closing question um, before we we end our, our episode today surround uh given the name of wild wealthy and liberated uh just tuning into how you currently feel yourself embodying any or all of the energy that those words hold for you.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go through them they're, they're one by one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> while, like, I right now I'm feeling it's summertime in Colorado. I'm doing like a lot of nature activities. Like, I'm going camping next week. I just like it's so precious summer here because, like, we have so much winter and I just love yeah I just love being feeling like that oneness with nature and getting to be outside more and I'm also just like doing a lot of really fun activities like a lot of ecstatic dance and I've been like salsa dancing which you know yeah I like (laughs) I I take it as like it's like this like I get dressed up and go to these salsa classes and I love this like I wear like like I got this, like I wear like purple lip gloss, matching like my purple eyeshadow, and just like wear like <laughs> wild, things with, like I'm gonna look like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it up. So that's fine. Wealthy, I've never had such a trusting relationship with money as I do now. Like I feel, I feel so good and stable and secure with money and. And it's like, it's also, you know, worked itself out in my life where that's like a tangible reality too. And I'm so thankful for that because especially now I'm taking more of a break in my business and like stepping back for a couple of months. And it, it just feels good to have like resources to lean back and like the ability to, to choose that. Liberated. Yeah, like we talked about just feeling that sense of, inner security, feeling love, um, and you know, just I I also really wanna acknowledge my teachers with that word because like I've learned so much from like really incredible humans. Um I have, you know, like elders in my life as well as just like really humans that are just like so incredible that I'm so thankful to learn from. And, um, I couldn't do it without them. And this is like, you know, we're, we're doing this together and it just makes me want to like take whatever morsels that I have been able to embody and like hopefully share that with others to the best of my ability, because I truly believe that like, our, our, liber- our liberation is also tied to the liberation of others, you know? So. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and all of your, your juicy shares. <laughs> thank
1: you for having me. And thank you for listening, everybody. hmm
0: If you are a leader, a healer, a creative, a entrepreneur, a visionary, who is desiring to dive deeper into the depths of your spiritual embodiment and conscious leadership through a social justice or anti-oppression lens and approach, and expanding your conscious awakened regenerative wealth with ease and pleasure, then I invite you to join us inside of Root and Rise, my three-month signature conscious leadership program. The waitlist is now open until May 24th, and the earliest bird is here for you to claim your space if you're feeling the call. You can learn more about this container or any of my current open offerings on my website, herewegrow-jh.com, on any of my socials or here in the show notes. If you'd like to explore the healing, expansion, and reclamation of Root and Rise or my private container, then I invite you to click the link below and drop into the alignment. The wait list is also offering a special bonus of a two-day juicy virtual retreat for nourishing your nervous system in your liberated leadership so if this calls to you check it out and i'm so excited to connect more with you thank you so much for sharing sacred space and joining me on this episode of wild wealthy and liberated if you resonate i would love if you left a review and if you are more curious about my work and would like to get to know me better you can Find the links to my website and my Instagram in the show notes below, as well as my free Facebook community if you'd like to join and be a part of that. Blessing your week and looking forward to having you back for the next episode.